0: You are listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Our scripture reading today is from Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. One of the things that I have appreciated about the year 2021 is that my dreams have somewhat turned to normal. Much of 2020, I had some very strange dreams, especially when we were, you know, locked down and in our homes. Um, during the time when my daughter and I were binge-watching Criminal Minds uh, in the evenings and when we were too busy. At the same time, at uh, church at Orchard where I was serving, we were doing a sermon series on Moses. And so you can imagine how my dreams kind of intertwined those two experiences together and how they might have been pretty strange. (laughs) I had all kinds of dreams, uh, weird dreams. If you know me, you know my favorite show is The West Wing and I actually had a dream that I went fishing with the cast of The West Wing. Um, I had other crazy kinds of dreams related to the political climate and things that were going on at the time. And I uh, remember sharing in a staff meeting with my staff and saying, Are any of you having weird dreams? And they started sharing all these weird dreams. One uh, was in the middle of a renovation uh, project, which was, of course, stalled. And she dreamt that by the time it was all done, she had a spa to live in. Uh, Another, our music director had a dream that he was uh, having a conversation with Monica Lewinsky. I mean, just some very strange, bizarre dreams. And uh, I know I wasn't alone in these dreams um, and I did some research because I was actually really fascinated about this and I was wondering if this was something that was happening for other people throughout um, that kind of uh, lockdown time. And I did find an article in Medical News Today that reported that one of the most unusual phenomena that people reported during the pandemic is a change in the nature or intensity of their nighttime dreams, more and more people were noticing that in recent months their dreams appear to have become stranger than usual, or they've taken on a more vivid quality. Indeed, this phenomenon has become widespread enough for it to have gained nicknames such as "Quarren dreams" or "COVID" or "Corona dreams." I also kind of miss the Quarren dreams. They were sometimes fun. Sometimes they really freaked me out, but they were sometimes fun, and they often actually helped me to work out my stuff. My dreams have returned to normal, dreams where I forgot to study for the math test, or I forgot my locker combination, or I showed up to worship without my sermon. Dreams like that. The Bible is full of both stories of dreams and dreams as prophecy or calling, The Bible tells of 21 dream accounts. Ten of them happen in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, we see them throughout those kind of patriarch and matriarch lives. Abimelech uh, is told to stay away from Abraham's wife, Sarah. Uh, Jacob has the dream of the ladder. Jacob has the dream of wrestling and then is told to go home Of course, Joseph and his amazing technicolor dream coat um, has dreams all over the place, right? Dreams that get him into trouble, and then Pharaoh's dreams get him out of trouble, and then, of course, after Joseph, we get into, further into uh, the Old Testament, Nebuchadnezzar's dreams of a big statue, and Daniel's dreams of the beasts. and then into the New Testament with Matthew, who's the Jewish gospel, so it makes sense that he has dreams. He, uh, and or he, he depicts dreams, Joseph's dream to stay with Mary, Joseph's dream to flee with his family, the Magi's dream to not return to Herod. Every one of them is a dream that teaches a lesson, has a message from God, and is, quite honestly, the kind of dreams that might be helpful right now. But also, throughout the Bible, we find the vision kind of dreams. The dreams that show a future dreams that give hope, visions that tell of calling when or when angels appear with a message and the voice of God is heard. That's the kind of dream that occurs in today's scripture. Abraham has a vision. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision is what the scripture said And this vision actually stands out from all of the other visions in the book of Genesis because of that phrase right there, the word of the Lord came. This phrase is more commonly used later on in the Bible in the prophets. Isaiah and Jeremiah, they will say the word of the Lord came. And what that does is it gives the promise Um, of God special status and so this vision has special status it's not just any divine word the word comes as a vision three chapters earlier Abram receives God's call God tells Abram to go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you I will make of you a great nation so that you will be a blessing Abram did what God said And he went, and there's all kinds of issues. There's lies, and he separates from Lot, and he keeps listening to God. But then Sodom and Gomorrah happen, and it all gets a little crazy. Abram is frustrated, and this is not what God had promised. And so he still has no offspring. And that's when he has this dream or vision that Steve read today. God tells him to look up at the stars, to imagine his lineage as plentiful as the stars in the sky, and God invites Abram to trust, to dream for his future, to remember that God holds his future, and Abram believes again and has hope. Bishop Michael Curry said, The language of dream is the language of hope. It is the language of reality being changed by a new possibility. Now, we may have experienced Quarren Quarren dreams, but throughout the past year and a half, our ability to dream dreams of the future was sorely affected. Over and over again, our plans changed. Everything was canceled or postponed for a long time. Graduations, weddings, birth, births, well, they didn't change. They still happened, but people couldn't be in there, couldn't be present for the birth. Retirement celebrations, funerals, vacations, special annual trips with colleagues, holiday celebrations with families, projects, home renovation, mission trips, uh, concerts, surgeries. As a result, we got used to things not happening and we stopped dreaming, or at least we've become reluctant to dream. It's hard to trust the possibility of a dream. At Orchard, where I was serving last fall, our associate pastor who worked with the youth Was really excited because he wanted to make this last year this this mission trip really special since the kids didn't get to have one the year before, and so he was planning a trip to take them to Puerto Rico. And he came in and he told the staff, and we all got excited. And then he told the youth that next Sunday, when my daughter, who was in the youth group at the time, came home, I said, "So Puerto Rico? What do you think?" She said, well, it sounds good, but it won't happen. She'd gotten used to plans being canceled, to getting excited, or something and having it not happen. She stopped believing in the possibilities. In the years since, that's kind of become, uh, for me, a metaphor of our current state. We get an idea, a plan, a hope, and no one believes in it. We are still wanting to make contingency plans and we assume that things won't come through. Well, yes, there's certainly a need for realism. We no longer know how to dream, to believe in a future that God has for us. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to know that uh, in the Hebrew Bible especially, dreams and visions are a mode of communication that God uses to deliver a message, just like today's scripture. And just like today's scripture, they almost always begin with the words, do not be afraid. I wonder what it would look like if in a staff meeting or a family meeting or as you work on your budget or decide your retirement plans or go on college visits or look at a new home, you began sharing about a new idea, a new plan, a new dream with the words, do not be afraid. Think about that for a minute. Do not be afraid. I have a vision to share with you. Because while uh, we might not think we are afraid of an idea, how often do we react from a state of fear? I I do it myself. I can't preach about that. It'll offend someone. We can't try that. There's not enough money. I won't try that. No one will come. There's a lot of effort. That we put into something to just have to cancel it if the pandemic is raging again. I was terrified on kickoff Sunday last month that no one would come. Fear prevents us from dreaming. COVID has robbed many of us from dreaming big dreams and we no longer put our hope in God's future. We've forgotten how to dream, and the reality is we can't afford to stop dreaming. We are called to be people of hope, called to trust in God's vision for God's people, to be a church who believes in possibility. Again, Bishop Curry said time and time again in history, the positive, miraculous, even crazy energy of dreamers has saved us. In insane times, it's sanity that kills us. The sanity of complicity in the present nightmare. The only people who have ever changed the world or anything for the good have been those who have dared to dream of an alternative reality, another possibility than the one that confronts us day by day. How do we revive our dreams or even just our ability to dream? Well, I think it's like uh, John Wesley was told, preach faith until you have it, dream dreams until you start to have hope again. We dare to dream again. We put our faith in God and believe in the good that God will bring. Dreams are love's visions, the boundless faith that in the world can be remade to look more like what God hoped for God's creation. We say to ourselves, do not be afraid. God doesn't ever give up, and we can't either. Abram's story reminds us that we may falter, we may lose faith, but God never gives up. Even when we're faced with pandemic and political upheaval and uncertainty, God continues to dream dreams of a future. If God never gives up, then we can't either. It's not been good. It's been awful in so many ways these past several months, and especially earlier. But God was present, and God still is a God of hope and possibility. God continues dreaming, and we need to be dreamers, too. Dreamers who trust God, just like Abram did. We need to be a church who is not afraid who's willing to put all of our faith in God and trust where God will take us, how God will lead us for God's future. Here's a final word from Bishop Curry. All of my quotes uh, from him have been from his book, Love is the Way. He wrote that Senator Robert Kennedy once said, Some see things as they are and ask why. I dream things that never, never were and ask why not. Why not a new and better world? Why not, as the Bible says, a new heaven and a new earth? Why not the divine dream instead of a man made nightmare? Why not a society that looks something like the beloved community? Why not? To be a person of faith is to be the one who says, Why not? It is to refuse, to accept, and acquiesce to the way things often are. It is to pray and work for the way that things could be. I am dreaming for our future, and I hope you will dream with me, because I know that God has great things in store for us individually and collectively as a church. I am dreaming dreams for our mission and our ministry and for the impact that we will have on lives and for the way that we will live out our call and I am trusting that we will put our hope in God, believing that God will make our dreams come true. It's time to dream again, friends, to believe in God's future, to ask why not and to not be afraid. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.